welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful, and I love all of your feedbacks, comments, and reviews. Thank you so much to everyone who's listening to this podcast. I really appreciate you. And I'm really excited to present this week's guest, Jamila Jemunja. She is a professional spirit guide medium, a spiritual teacher, host of the Spirit Guide Show, and the founder of Spirit Guide Society. And she's had such amazing experiences in her life around spirit guides and is truly dedicated to help others to connect with their spirit guides and learning more about spirit guides and our higher senses. So in this episode, we really dive into these topics it's so educational and so much great information that she shares i really recommend to listen to the full episode if you're on a journey of connecting to your higher senses your guides and if you want some guidance around that i really enjoyed talking to her and we covered the topics of shamanism Her book, The Seven Types of Spirit Guide, it's really uh, a great, great just topic that she's brought up in her book and what, what truly a spirit guide is and how it can have different shapes and forms. And we also tap into how you work with your spirit guides and connecting with them and also these higher senses, clear feelings and seeing and hearing it's really something that I love to talk about and to hear stories about so if you have any any experiences of your own you can just share them with us as well on Instagram thank you so much and yeah I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you haven't checked out my YouTube channel yet I have recently just shared my first yoga video a guided class for the sacral chakra so you can just check that out if you want to connect more with your creativity and flow in your life it's a really basic class everyone can do it and you can do it at home and just maybe starting your day with that or ending your days with that just getting into that practice so i really hope you enjoyed this week's episode and enjoy thank you so much for listening Hi, Jamile. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful that you're here and very excited to talk to you today. And I always start by asking how you stay mindful and present in your daily life. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, because of here's a big lockdown in the UK at the moment. So I... Um, stay present and mindful by working on my daily habits and routines. 
So things like when I get up, I first drink some water and um, then I do some stretching and yoga in bed. <laughs> and mm. then I get up and go for a walk with my dog and like these kinds of things. So I have a structured day and that really helps me. I love that. And I just love uh, stretching in the morning. I think it's it's it like wakes up the body in a gentle way and we've been laying down for so many hours so i love getting that it's like the best sensation when you start moving in the morning so it's yes. like a great way to wake up i think yes and i'm and a better and i'm very slow in the morning so i'm not like mm. the kind of person who wakes up and jumps out of bed absolutely not mm. <laughs> so i need to do my stretching like in bed <laughs> yes. so that i can slowly wake up and then i get up <laughs> And that's so nice. I think that sounds really amazing. And yeah, I've, I'm so excited to talk to you today. You, it, it was like synchronicity. We met online a couple of weeks ago. And I would love for you to share about yourself, just who you are with the audience, the listeners. Uh, yeah, we can start from there. Sure. So my name is Jamila Jimunja, and I'm a spirit guide medium, which means that I can sense other people's spirit guides and give people messages from their spirit guides. And when I talk about spirit guides, that means um, in my definition, that's any kind of being from the higher realms that's connected to us in unconditional love and wants to help us on our spiritual path or in day-to-day -day life. So that includes, in my definition, angels, ancestors, nature spirits, star beings, otherwise known as aliens, but I don't like to call them that because then people <laughs> freak out because they watch too many scary Hollywood movies and yeah. it's not scary at all. And then we have number five animal spirits or animal guides and ascended masters and deities. So gods and goddesses. These are the seven types of spirit mm. guides that I work with. So that's what I do. And I'm also an author and I just wrote a book called um, The Seven Types of Spirit Guide, How to Connect and Communicate with Your uh, Cosmic Helpers. And it was published by Hay House just a few months ago. And I also have a weekly show where I teach people how to connect with their spirit guides themselves. And that's what mm. I do. Wow, that sounds amazing and such a blessing. I'm really curious how you, like, how did this happen for you? Like your story, I've read a little bit. Maybe you can share how you got into this whole thing with spirit guides. Sure. So I was, and I have to start really at this at the start. <laughs> so I was born mm. in Colombia in South America. Um, but was adopted as a baby by my parents who are from Holland. So I'm Dutch on my passport, but I grew up in Germany. So I have a quite of a like international background. Um, and then to go further into it, I also know that my birth mother is of indigenous descent. Um, so what Americans, for example, would call Native Americans or Canadians would call um, First mm -hmm. Nations. Um, in Colombia, they're called indígenas. And um, but that's really all I or one of the few things that I knew about my birth mother and my origins and my roots. And so in my mid 20s, I started being more interested in that. Um, where am I from? 
who are my or, yeah who are my ancestors these kinds of things um but it wasn't so much that i wanted to know like really like who is my mother who's my father it was more about like a um, spiritual connection that i was seeking i didn't know it at the time but now i know this from 20 years mm -hmm. further in but um so i started doing some research into the indigenous cultures of specifically colombia and i thought i had figured out um, which um, indigenous community i came from and then i started realized that they um still have their own traditions and still um have their own healers and their own form of what we here in the West call shamanism. And so I was interested in that and started um, looking into how I can learn a bit more about these spiritual traditions. And what I found was neo-shamanism or core shamanism, which is basically a westernized form of, um, yeah, some of the um, traditions, some of the indigenous traditions from around the world. And so um, I started reading a little bit about that and delving into that and doing some research. Um, and I had started doing that for maybe a few weeks. I think it might have been two months. I'm not sure. This is all 20 years ago. So forgive me if the <laughs> dates are not exact. <laughs> but um, So one night I woke up um, in the middle of the night. It was maybe around three or four. Um, and I opened my eyes and there was this guy standing in the doorway of my bedroom. And my partner at the time was still sleeping next to me. He didn't see anything, didn't hear anything. And I just woke up and I saw this guy there and I knew it wasn't a burglar. I knew it wasn't anything scary. Just intuitively, I knew. But still, I mean, I had never seen him um, and he was there just like I would see you um if we're standing next to each other. And so I stare at this guy and he stares back. And I noticed that I couldn't move. Nowadays, I know that's called sleep paralysis. And a lot of people that do astral travel will know this, uh, will know the feeling. But um, so I couldn't move as I was just staring at him. And then out of nowhere, he pro produced this like red glowing orb, maybe the size of a baseball. And he threw it over to me. And I have to say also, he wasn't wearing any, well, he was wearing jeans, but not, no, like no <laughs> shoes, no socks, no shirt. He was, um, um, had short, dark hair and he was clearly of like South American indigenous, um, descent. So he had this red glowing orb. He throws it over to me and I feel it landing on the bed to my left. Um, and then I kind of like black out and, um, the next morning, my eyes, no, my eyes weren't even open, but my uh, consciousness started working. And I immediately started with my left hand searching for this red glowing orb. And then my mind really started working. I was like, whoa, what was that? What happened? And I opened my eyes. And of course, he wasn't there anymore. And I called my friend um, because we had started this journey a few weeks before together. Um and I told her the story and we couldn't figure out what had happened. I just knew it was something spiritual and it was weird. <laughs> and so then two days later, we were signed up for a workshop in shamanism, core shamanism, through the Foundation of Shamanic Studies. And um, we traveled to Berlin for, for that. I lived in Germany at the time. And on the way there, we discussed the story again, the, what had happened. Um, but when we arrived... And we got to the workshop 
um, our teacher explained that what we were going to do over the weekend. And one of the things was that we were going to connect with our spirit helpers. And um, he said, okay, this is how you're going to do it. And he explained the way that they do it, which is kind of like a guided meditation. Um, and he said, um, once you get to the spirit world, um, you will meet your spirit helper. And when you meet them for the first time, what they will often do is give you energy. And either by giving you a big hug and you really feel the energy trans transfer from them to you, or sometimes they will give you the energy in form of a red orb. Mm-hmm. And so then wow. I was like, oh, that's what this guy was. He's my spirit guy. Mm-hmm. And so I, n- I nudged my friends and we looked at each other like, oh my God, that's it. <laughs> and so that's how I found out, um, yeah, that my spirit guide had visited me, visited me a few days before. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how my journey really started. And from there, I over the years, I would see all kinds of different beings oftentimes in physical form, sometimes not fully physical. Um, For example, um, in, I think that was really later in 2016, I was living in Barcelona. I saw like angels, like dozens of angels um, on the rooftops around my house. Um, Also in Barcelona, I saw a nature spirit that kind of like just popped out of the earth and just ran around. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw um, what? Oh yeah, I saw three um, star beings in my bedroom. This must have been God. I don't know, two thousand something, four, five, six. Um, again, mm-hmm. I woke up and there they were, <laughs> and they were just as surprised to see that, or they were just as surprised that I could see them as I was surprised that they were there. So that was also interesting. Whoa. But so over basically over the next 20 years, I would randomly see all kinds of spirit beings. Um, and it wasn't, it was never on purpose. It would just happen. I couldn't control it. And I didn't understand what it was all about. They didn't say much. I just saw them. Then they disappeared. Um, and it was, it just became part of my life. And I didn't really know what to do about it or what to do with it. So I just went about like my normal life. And then on the side, these kinds of things happened. And then I think it was in late 2015 that, or no, summer 2015, that things started changing. So in the sense that I would um, be out with friends, for example, for a drink, and I would feel drawn to a certain person, either one of my friends or someone completely that I didn't know at all. But somehow my, my yeah, my attention was drawn to them. And then I would get, um, I would see, and this now not like physically anymore, but in my mind's eye, I would see spirits around them, like beings. Um, Oftentimes it was either animal guides or nature spirits or ancestors. Um, And I was still thinking, oh, weird. I don't know what that is. And then it would become stronger. And I would really start like sometimes like trembling with the energy. And I kind of like had to either go outside and just walk it off or um, um, it just became stronger. And I would also Mm -hmm. get messages Um, from time to time like um, okay there was an animal guide and that animal guide would say to me like this person just had a fight with their partner and that's why they're looking so sad or something like this 
And one time mm -hmm. I decided to um, just go for it. And I was drawn to this one person that I knew a little bit. So it was okay. So I went over there and I said, listen, I don't know if you're into any spiritual stuff, but I'm getting like messages for you can i tell you what it is and he said yeah sure and so i told him the two beings that i saw around him and he said yeah i know these are like i know about them um and i was like wow mm -hmm. so this makes sense <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's when i started realizing oh there's something to this there's more to it than just random visitations from spirit beings and so mm -hmm. i started um looking into um ways to learn more and one of the ways that i looked into it was that i wanted to find a new tv show to watch like many people at night i like to watch um, a tv series netflix that kind of thing and so mm. i wanted something more spiritual and what i found was monica the medium um that was about a young medium i think at the time she was early 20s and it was a little bit little bit like a reality tv show and um mm. Yeah, basically the camera followed her life, etc. And the way she described being a medium and 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 um, relating messages from the dead to the living, I realized, wait a minute, that's really similar. Like the way she described it, like I feel drawn to certain people, also that that the energy around her would like get like more energized, thicker, that she felt like this trembling and all this. And I was like, wow, so that's very similar. Only I don't see like dead people. I see other kinds of beings, other kinds of spirits. Mm. Um, and so I started looking into mediumship, read a lot of books about it, basically every book I could find and started doing workshops on it um, with it. But even before, I think it was before I did my first workshop, I moved to Barcelona. And um, one afternoon I woke up uh, yeah, because I took a nap and I woke up and um, I got this huge download that said, basically said, Jamila, you are going to start doing readings for people, spirit guide readings. Um, and I was like, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know how to, how to, I've never done this before. I've never practiced this. I have no idea what I'm doing. And um, yeah, my guides basically told me, yeah, yeah, you need to do this. Um, and you need to set up a website. Here's what the website's going to look like. And they give me like very specific instructions and how to do my marketing and all that. And I, at the moment, I had a different business. Um, and so I was very reluctant to say the least, but I gave, I said, okay, I'll give it three days and we'll see how it goes. So I sat down for three days, set up the website. And before the website was done, I had my first client and um from there it just developed and um yeah that's how i started that's amazing i have like a million questions but it was so such a huge like like a such a big thing to start experiencing these things and uh it's life-changing yeah. because it's something that you wouldn't expect or also that it happened so sometimes it's like it happens voluntarily like we do a lot of practice and things and then it opens mm. up right but for for you it was when you started your journey to look into your root like that was maybe the yep. trigger and but before that did you have any like as a child or 
like earlier in your life any similar experiences or was this like the big first so one? I never saw any spirit beings when I was a child what I did have was for example mm. when I would I like to be out in nature by myself go for walks um mm. what I would have was that I had like um I don't even know how to describe it but when I would be by myself somewhere in nature I would feel like this sacred feeling come upon me <laughs> and and then I would always mm. pause whatever I was doing and just close my eyes and just breathe because I knew it was something special even though I couldn't have said this is spiritual I mean as a child you don't know how to <laughs> say that but um mm. that I had that sometimes and then um the other thing that I did have and only really realized much later is that um sometimes I would get um, information about other people, like psychic information. But it was so normal mm. for me that mm. I never realized that it was not normal. <laughs> so mm. again, like I would just like, yeah. let's say, um, walk around with my mom and she would meet a friend and she would have a chat and I would just stand there and know, oh, um, this person just is going through a hard time for whatever reason. But I thought either that was normal mm. or I was just making it up. So I didn't really pay attention to it. And then later on, when I really started studying mediumship and took classes and workshops and really like honed my skills is when I realized, oh, maybe that wasn't normal. Mm, yeah, that it's so uh, natural mm -hmm. when when you're a child to feel like, that. you know, you just think you take it yeah. for granted because it's always yeah. there. I didn't know any better. The older you realize, yeah. okay. Exactly. Yeah, I can relate to that. And it's so interesting also with uh, the different types of spirit guides, because I've always also, because there's different beings that we connect to. So it's really interesting that you also um, like could categorize them like this. And I'm wondering if in, in your in your experience with working with yourself and others, like, do you see that uh, you can have many different spirit guides of all the types and do they change over time? Like does one come in and then leave and then another comes in? How does that work? So from what I understand from my guides is that we all have a team of guides. So at least two or three mm -hmm. um, that are with us our entire lives. And then um, there are what I call the experts um, and they come and go according to what we are going through in life. Uh, my go-to example mm -hmm. is if you're going through a divorce, for example, um, you might have an angel come in to help you through that difficult time. And once you're fine again, they leave. Um, and so, yeah, I call them experts mm -hmm. because, because they come and help with very specific things in our lives. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's how I... Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And... The, this man that you met for mm -hmm. the first time was is that someone that is with you all the time so or? it's interesting um he's just my i call him my ancestor mm -hmm. guide um because he obviously represents mm -hmm. my ancestry but he has never come back in the same form it's more that um now mm -hmm. i experience my ancestors more as a group entity um mm -hmm. but it's the same energy as the energy that he had so to explain this, um, 
spirit guides oftentimes come through in a form that makes sense to us. Um, and they can change that form too. So for me, it was like he came in a form that clearly was of South American indigenous descent. So I would understand, okay, I'm an ancestor spirit. Nowadays, I know this. So I, he doesn't have to come in, in physical form anymore. And um, I experience it more, like I said, as a group energy. But it's the same. It's also my ancestors. I hope that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so interesting. And when it comes, because I've always like thought about these, like in the, if you look back in history, there's always tales and stories about beings. So I was thinking it's not just um, like when people argue against it. it. It can't be like made up. There must be people that have seen these different types in it can be in meditation but it can be yes. physical like when you see, you see it clearly because you're i think that's like clear seeing you see clearly mm -hmm. like with with your eyes and you can hear probably exactly as well so we have different senses that we can open up and and um, it's really interesting with like in different cultures that we've had different uh we've even even worshipped different beings and um so the this i'm thinking about for example how there's different like these ascended mm -hmm. masters for example um the, i'm sure that some of these let's say it's jesus yes. for example that it, it is so it's so many that can have can 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 one spirit guide uh, work with i'm guessing it's beyond time and space so it's like a, a lot of people can experience this yes definitely all of them so yeah i mean ancestors are probably mm. let me think yeah the most specific because obviously for example you and i well mm. if you go back far enough of course we have the same ancestors but um mm. let's say if it's just yeah. a few generations or just a few hundred thousands years you and i don't have the same ancestors but we definitely can work mm. with the same angels specifically the the archangels or the ascended masters obviously work with like a lot mm. of people at the same time um they don't just work mm. with one person um yes and so and as well also deities so gods and goddesses work with lots and lots of different people mm. um and i think that's one of the reasons mm. that there were so many wars in history is about like deities really mm. like this is my god and you have a different god mm. and your god is not as as great as my god and these kinds of things it's so totally ridiculous because um we can all work with the same beings <laughs> so yeah mm. and then to yeah. add all, sorry mm -hmm. no you and go then also to um, comment on what you said earlier about the different senses mm -hmm. so and this is really important and dear to my heart to explain this you do not have to see like physically um, your spirit guides to communicate mm -hmm. with them so i have seen a lot of them in physical form but nowadays i almost 
never see them like outside of me. I see them with my mind's eye. Mm -hmm. So when I do readings for clients, one-on-one -on -one readings, I don't see spirit guides outside of me. I see them in my mind's eye and that's just as valid. Mm -hmm. And um, also you don't um, have to see at all. Some people hear. Um, so I don't hear much. Mm -hmm. I, I get my information through downloads and um, that's called claircognizance and through like um, visuals again in my mind's eye and that's called clairvoyance mm. and you have um, um, yeah. yeah like the clairvoyance that is outside of you like objective clairvoyance and subjective clairvoyance mm. they're both valid the same goes for clairaudience which is the hearing there's objective clear um, mm. <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, Claire audience, which is when you literally, some people, for example, hear um, someone call their name, specifically when they um, are in the process of waking up or falling asleep. Um, and I'm sure some of your listeners will have had that experience. Um, that's objective yeah. um, Claire audience, but you can also hear inside your own mind. And then it might even sound almost like your own voice. And so a lot of people get messages from their guides and don't even realize it because it just sounds like their own thoughts. Hmm. Um, and then there's also clairsentience, which means clear feeling. So these people don't hear, they don't see, hmm. they just feel. It's like um, empaths. There's so many people hmm. nowadays that um, know about like that they are empaths and that um, they feel things. Hmm. For example, they go into a room and there are other people and they feel what these other people feel. That's also a way you can communicate with your guides through feeling, sometimes even through physical feeling. That, um, for example, when the um, mm. hair on the back of your neck stand up, that's really clairsentience. And then you know there's something in the room. Mm. Um, so too many people focus on the seeing and the hearing, but it's really just like we are all, we all have our own ways of learning. Some people are more visual, some people are more auditory, some people have to do something to learn. And so we all have our own ways of communicating with the spirit world and finding out which way is best for you is a great start um, because then you don't try to emulate what other people do but you find your own way and then you can focus on that mm. yes this is this topic is really one of my favorite <laughs> topics in the world and i love this and that thank you for explaining that because uh, i think that if I share from my own experience, it's also like, a, a, for, to, to me, these senses have also been different depending on which uh, part yes. of my life uh, they've been open and closed. And what is more apparent, like when I was a child, it was a lot of what you're saying, like the, the just knowing maybe mm -hmm. more psychic um, abilities of, of sensing and feeling others and this empathic uh, ability. And uh, I, I also feel like it was a lot of um, uh, seeing, but also mixing it up with feeling like it's my imagination. So it's like, but uh, it was a lot of also dreams. So uh, also in my culture, like dreams are very 
very powerful mm. and potent. Uh, it's 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 a way of also communicating and and having like this connection. It, when we listen to our dreams, everyone can can do that. It's just yeah. being open to it. But then also with time, I also had these small experiences that just was so clear, like how you saw the man. Like I, I had, I think it was one or two experiences that I was hearing, like mm-hmm. someone was talking if, physically to me. Like, it, it, but, but you don't get scared when it's these, it would be scary if someone was standing there and talking to you, but like a, a person yeah. randomly in the night, but you feel calm when they're there. And being very clear in guidance, I think was, I felt like a very, um, very at ease with that because the voice was guiding me. But also these, I'm thinking about the sleep paralysis. That has also been something that I've experienced mm-hmm. on and off. Uh, sometimes in in a period of my life, it was very often, but it was kind of uncomfortable. Um, but but this, I'm... I have so many <laughs> questions now, <laughs> but I'm thinking about, I've also had experiences when I wake up and I'm so sure that I'm hearing like uh, some type of um, something outside my window. And it's uh, sometimes it sounds like an airplane or something like that, but it's too strong and too long, like, and it's yes. too close to be that. Uh, and I'm really interested in your also experiences with these uh, star beings star I people. think that what you are experiencing so I've I've only experienced it once but um from what I understand from reading etc is that um the sleep paralysis mm-hmm. and this sound has very much to do with mm-hmm. astral travel mm-hmm. so when you okay. when you start going into that astral yeah into astral traveling um, sleep paralysis is very common mm. and then once you're in the sleep paralysis like you hear this buzzing sound is that like a loud mm. buzzing sound yeah. and then mm. um, you're um, mm. after that the next phase is basically that your um, uh, you that your astral body pops out of your physical body and you start traveling so when you when you have that the next time mm. Um, try to like keep calm mm. and try to really um, mm. yeah try to get your astral body out of your out of your physical body by focusing for example on the ceiling you don't have to open your eyes to do that but just project your consciousness to the ceiling mm. and try to get there I've never I've never mastered to mm. do it like consciously but um, that's from what mm. I understand, and I would love to learn. There are also like apps out there that help you that you can listen to when you fall asleep that mm-hmm. guide you through these steps. But yeah, so this sound is very mm-hmm. typical for astral travel. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. And it feels like you're awake because I also heard once it was like, I heard like, it was like a cricket kind of sound. Mm-hmm. We don't have them here. Sweden in that way like in other countries but it was like a lot like a thousand millions of them so it's really interesting but with time and lately I would say I would say the past year I've more tapped into the dreams are always like you know they're they're always there having dreams uh, about things that are really clear but uh, one thing that I've noticed uh, 
like this past months and years is the physical sensations, the uh, feeling very clearly like, yeah, like something on the head or, yeah, most of the time the head actually, feeling like there's a, a hand or something there. So, but, but also when we start learning, first maybe it feels uncomfortable, but when we understand that it can be, it can be someone that has passed away, but it can be a guide, something that is comforting you. It, it's actually a really nice feeling. Then you don't feel alone or like uh, it can be very yeah, like strengthening. Definitely. Yeah. And that that's what also why I, I'm yeah. so big on like basically educating people on these topics because um, too many mm. people are scared. Um, which makes sense because we still mm. live in a society here in like, you know, Europe, um, the States, etc. It's very um, still mm. influenced by the Catholic Church, even though we might not be Catholic and even though, mm. but our society is still very much influenced by it. So anything that is like spiritual mm. that we don't know immediately makes us feel scared because for hundreds and thousands of years we have learned mm. um, that anything to do with spirits is bad anything to do with spirits is scary and obviously that's not true and but if we learn like oh this is what it is or this is what it means um, and our we involve our like brain and we involve our logical thinking so that we don't get scared basically through education we um help our ego to deal with these things so that it doesn't get scared anymore. And then we can explore and have fun with it. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of, including me, was very scared of it for a long time because it, we don't know, like, and we don't know what the intention is or what it is. But as you said, also, they come, like, they experience the presence yeah. of angels and all of these things it's very comforting it can be give joy mm. even in tough times you can have this blissful laugh and and you feel that you're you're surrounded by them when you yeah. need it and that's beautiful and when you when you work like because you said also every one of us can connect uh, with our spirit guides in different ways. Like, what is the basic of connecting with your spirit guide? Do you guides? mean um, when it comes to the different ways? Like starting. Yeah, like how, if someone wants to start connecting with their guides, like what what is an easy way to, oh, okay. like, is it meditation or setting the intention or talking um, or... Yeah, so how, how I teach it, um, and I learned this from one of my teachers, he's called Gordon Smith, he's from here from the UK, an amazing yeah. medium, like classic medium, mm -hmm. he connects people with their past loved ones. Mm -hmm. And he taught me something that's called sitting um, in the power. Um, and that's basically a sort of meditation. Mm -hmm. So you sit down, you close your eyes, just like you would if you meditate, mm -hmm. and you um, calm your mind for a few seconds, gather your energy and then um and this part i added to it so then i focus on um, my root chakra the, at the base of my spine and i focus on there and i feel the energy there and then i visualize roots growing into the earth 
all the way down to the center of the earth. And then I visualize a big crystal there and the roots wrap around the crystal so that I'm held in place. And then I visual, and then I breathe in the energy of the earth through these roots into my body and let it circulate. Then I focus on the top of my head, my crown chakra, and connect to the center of the universe through a white pillar of light. And again, I breathe in the energy of the universe into my body. And so now I'm aligned with the universe and Mother Earth. And then I focus on my third chakra, which is where your, your stomach is, your solar plexus. And I visualize a sun sitting there because the color of that um, third chakra is yellow. And it's also the seat of our personal power. So yeah. I visualize a sun, just like in astrology, the sun is the symbol for Leo, which also has to do with personal power. So I visualize that sun sitting there and then mm -hmm. I let it expand and make it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it like completely surrounds me and un until it completely fills up my aura. And while that sun expands, it pushes out any kind of energy that's not mine. So that in the end, I'm sitting in a bubble in my aura um, and it's just my energy. And then I mm -hmm. just sit for um, at least 10 minutes. That's the first phase. And for anyone who's never done this before, stop there and just do this for seven days, 14 days, 30 days until you feel, um, yeah, until you get used to your own energy because we don't do that. We are always like interacting with other people. We're always busy. We're always thinking about other people. So we always have other people's energy in our or on our field and so just sitting with your own energy is very important because if you don't know what your own energy feels like you will never know if there is a spirit guide because you can't tell the difference so when so just sit in your own energy do that until that feels comfortable until you can do it until you know what your own energy feels like and then the next step is that you ask your guides and just keep it open. You don't have to ask for someone specific. You don't even have to know who they are. You don't have to know their name. You don't have to know anything about them. Just say, I asked my spirit guide to come and join me in the sacred space. So in your aura, and then you just sit and you don't, don't expect anything. Don't ask for messages. Don't ask for anything. Just sit and wait and see if the energy changes. So some people will feel that they suddenly get really hot. Some people will feel that they get really cold. Some people will feel like um, and their heart starts beating faster. Um, some people will feel like their nose starts running. There's a um, famous medium in the U.S. Her name is Lisa mm -hmm. Williams. Like when she works and um, spirits come close, her nose starts running and it's a little inconvenient, but that's her sign for mm -hmm. spirits are here. And so it's different for everyone. And then mm -hmm. once you think you feel something, you ask your guide to step out, out of your aura again. And why do we do that? Because if you ask them to step out, that change that you felt, let's say you got really hot, should go away again, right? And so if it goes away again, then you ask them to step in again, and then the feeling should come back and you just play with that. Let them go in, let them go out and see if um, that change really happens um, again and again. And so once you figure out, 
okay, this is real. Mm -hmm. This change, like I get hot when my spirit guide is close. I get not hot when my spirit guide is further away. Um, then you know, okay, this is their calling card. So this is like, like when someone calls you and you mm -hmm. see on your phone, this person is calling, it's similar. So you get hot, you know, oh, my spirit guide is close. And so mm -hmm. that's the second step. And then the third step is that you can start asking yes, no questions um, in the sense that you say, you ask a question and you start with really, really simple questions. Don't start with asking what's my purpose or don't start asking questions that have a big influence on your life. Start with something really, really small so that your ego doesn't get like crazy and, and, and um, says like, yeah, but you're just imagining that. So just ask something like, should I wear this blue dress today? Yes or no? And then um, you tell your guide, okay, mm -hmm. if I should wear the blue dress, then step into my aura so that I can feel your calling card. And if I shouldn't, then stay outside so that I don't feel your calling card. And so you start asking these really simple, mm -hmm. inconsequential questions. <laughs> Um, because then it doesn't matter if you're making it up. It doesn't matter if it's wrong. And um, you keep doing that for the next 30 days. Um, and then you can start asking a little bit more like consequential questions for your life. And so you build like that relationship with your guide over time, very, very, very slowly. And then when you feel comfortable with that, then you can start asking open-ended question and questions and see um, if you can feel the answers or hear the answers or see the answers or whatever your main way of communicating is. That's a great yeah. practice. I love that. And uh, I think this is, this is something that is, can be uh, practiced by anyone and even for those that are maybe have connected but want to connect deeper that's a good good way to do that and i'm really curious about your new book and and maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that and does that also help you and guide yes, you yes so through, through um, this the process? book um like i said it's called the seven types of spirit guide how to connect and communicate with your cosmic helpers um it basically starts with quiz and so the quiz helps you to find out which of the seven types of spirit guides you have and um, I put that in there because every type of spirit guide connects in different ways and we when we look at um, history and different cultures we can see that for example connecting with your ancestors oftentimes happens through having like an ancestor altar in your home but then if you look at connecting with spirit uh, with nature spirits it makes sense to go outside to connect, right? That's pretty obvious. And so there are different ways. And that's why that's the first part of the book. So, you know, okay, this is my type of spirit guide. And then I describe every different type um, in its separate chapters. And I talk about um, their characteristics, the gifts that they bring, um, but also the challenges that they could bring and what it says about you that you are working with this specific type of guide. And then in the third part, I explain how to connect with them. And so, um, and I do that through a um, spirit guide ceremony. And that includes what I just described, this whole exercise. 
but then in a form of a ceremony that's mm. specifically tailored to the specific kind of spirit guide that you have. Mm. That sounds amazing. On Amazon, your book? local bookstore can order it for you. Any kind of online store, really everywhere. Um, and it's published by Hay House, so they have a good distribution. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And how can people connect with you if they, if they want to? Oh, you to can um, come to my website. It's thespiritguidemedium.com. Very easy, thespiritguidemedium.com. And on there, you can find how to book a reading with me. I also have a course where you can learn how to... Um, um, yeah, connect with your guides. You can order the book there. Um, you can book one-on-one -on -one sessions that where I sh show you in one-on-one -on -one sessions how to connect. So there's lots of different ways to work with me. And I do a weekly free online show um, where I also teach how to connect with spirit guides. Mm -hmm. And I do mini readings on that show um, for people who are there live. So these are like wow. three, four, five-minute readings. That's amazing. That's great resources. I will link everything in the show notes so people can find it. And is there any last thing you want to share? With um, yes. So I think we live in times that really call for each and every one of us to step up and really live our purpose or step deeper into our purpose. Um, we need every single person to yeah, come out of hiding <laughs> and... Um, um, because the thing is, if we don't um, step up, if we don't step into our light and really do what we came here to do, then no one else is going to do it because there is just one me and there's just one you. No one else can do your job. And so I think it's very important that we do this and our spirit guides can definitely help with that. And that's one of my main reasons that I do this work. I want everyone to connect with their guides so that their guides can help them find their purpose, live their purpose, step deeper into their purpose and do what they came here to do. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed talking with Jamila. It was so educational, inspirational, and I really recommend you to check her out, her work, her book. I think we can learn so much from her and from each other. And if you have any experiences of your own, you can share them with me on Instagram. I will be posting about this episode so you can just tap in there and share because together we can learn. And I hope you have a beautiful day and take this, integrate this information in a way that serves you and your purpose. So thank you so much for being here. Let's take a deep breath in through the nose and exhale out through the mouth and namaste.